Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. So I hope you're all having a great week. I know that you know, it's been really tough. I'm here at my cabin recording and of course Luna is going to make noise. This is my cat Luna. And she is an absolute sweetheart, except when I'm trying to record and she decides it's time for her to get attention. But, I mean, we all need a little attention now and then, don't we? We all need those times when we feel nurtured, when we feel like, you know, we're getting a little bit of attention. Because, you know, things, things are kind of stressful right now on a lot of different levels. There's a lot of anger, a lot of fear, but there's also a lot of kindness. And there's also a lot of good stuff happening. So what I was thinking about talking about today was taking a look at how it is that we get our comfort. Where is it that we go when we are you know, just not feeling very secure, when we could use somebody who will just cuddle us? And scratch us behind the ear, maybe, and tell us we're okay. Now, I mean, you know, whatever it is that works for you. But, you know, it's funny how animals can be so direct. You know, they want attention. They want comfort. They want somebody to pay attention to them. And so they give you every indication, especially if you own cats. Uh, they let you know when they need something. How are you at letting people know when you need something? How are you at asking for that comfort? And the thing is, it can be really uncomfortable to do that. It can be really, really hard to just say, hey, you know, I need a hug. Or, or you know, maybe, you know, you need somebody to just listen to you. So if you need that, how do you go about asking for it? You know, do you just ask? Do you hope somebody notices that you're in distress and that you need something? And if nobody notices, does that make you upset? You know, do your feelings get hurt? Now, keeping in mind that nobody else was really involved. And honestly, the best way to let people know or to have people know that you need something is to just go ahead and ask. And... You know, that can be tricky. That can go into an ego place. You know, we don't want people to know that we need help. We don't want people to know that we need support because maybe it feels like you're admitting weakness. Maybe it feels like, you know, you want people to think that you have it all under control and that somehow if you believe that they believe you don't, that somehow that lessens you. Honestly, it doesn't. And I am one of the first people to say that I, one of the things that challenge me the most is the idea of really letting people know that I need help, that I need comfort, that I need support. So how do we do that and still be able to, you know, feel good about ourselves? Well, the first part is to go ahead and accept that everybody needs help sometimes. Everybody has those moments when they're not feeling, you know, as strong maybe as they could be. Everybody reaches those places where, for whatever reason, 
you need to get some support. You need to get some attention. And Luna, go. <sighs> yes, and, you know, she is very good about letting me know when she's had enough attention. But the idea that we can find those people that we trust, find those people that we can talk to and say, hey, I'm not doing real well right now. You know, can you, you know, can we talk or uh, can we go do something together? Now, the important part of this is make sure you've got more than just one person because that can be kind of a heavy load for one person to take. I mean, even if you're in a relationship, even if you're partnered with somebody, it's always good to have multiple sources of support because, I mean, maybe you ask for support at a time when that person needs support. So if the two of you are having to deal with that, it makes it really hard, you know, because, I mean, in some cases you can say, okay, we're both in a lousy space, so we're going to support each other. or you're just going to go ahead and say, well, you know, I'll see you later. But to be able to have a support system where you have more than just one person that you depend on, that you count on. So when, you know, when those hard times hit, you know, that's not the time to create your plan for how to deal with a tough time. The time to plan how to deal with a tough time is when things are going well, when you're feeling balanced, when you feel like there's, you know, something that you can, you know, you can kind of work out in your head because it's, you know, it can be really hard, you know, and, and you never know when those low points will hit and <laughs> Luna, hush. Yeah. It's can be a situation where, um, you know, maybe, one little extra thing happens and you're doing okay, doing okay, doing okay. And then all of a sudden, bam, something hits that just is that last little bit of your resistance, of your strength. I mean, it may be a careless word said by someone you know. It may be, you know, your boss coming down on you for something. It may be your partner, you know, just lets you have it over something. And if you have no way to take care of yourself, if you have no way to kind of bolster yourself up, when you're in that moment, it's really hard to be able to make a plan on how to get yourself out of it because, you know, you're in the dark and stinky already. If you already have it in place, like, okay, when, when I go into these spaces, you know, I'm going to figure out the things that I can do. What are the things that please me? Maybe it's that you need to go take a nap. Maybe it's that you need to, you know, call up a friend. Maybe it's that you need to just sit and go and have a good cry or, or go exercise or, you know, whatever it is that you do to be able to find your balance point again. Now, you know, as we've talked about before, there are times when, you know, it's at a point where you need to get professional help. You need to have someone, you know, who can be able to say, okay, you know, this is, this is how we're going to put this plan together. It may mean that, you know, there's some chemical imbalance that needs to be addressed. Whatever it takes to be able to help you find your balance point again, that's what you do. So, you know, we're not talking about those, you know, like those really, you know, intense, 
levels of, of things where, you know, like if you, you're dealing with like deaths in the family, if you're dealing with the breakup of a relationship, you know, if you're dealing with the loss of a job, with the loss of a home, you know, those are major things and go and get professional help. Get somebody who can be able to take help you on, on that level. That's when it gets to that point, it's not just, oh, well, you know, turn that frown upside down or, or, you know, improve your attitude or be grateful. You know what? Sometimes we all don't feel grateful. Sometimes we need to allow ourselves to just go, you know what? Maybe I'll feel grateful tomorrow, but for today, this sucks. And to be able to know that that's okay. We don't always have to be grateful. Just try to be most of the time. It's better to be authentic and honest with what you're feeling than to put up a pretense of, no, no, everything's fine. Oh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for everything I have. Don't say that if you're not. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be later, but if you're not feeling that in that moment, don't say it. It's okay. It's okay to feel bad for your whatever situation you're in, because I'm sure probably almost anybody else in that situation would also feel bad. That's natural to feel bad. It's normal to feel bad about things sometimes. And when you hit those places of feeling bad, then it's about being able to say, okay, what can I do to feel better? How can I be able to, you know, bring balance back and to find my eye of the storm, to find that space that you can be safe in, to find that space that you can be able to get your bearings, get your feet under you, and then go, oh, okay, well, let's, let's go on from there. So consider the ways that you do that. Um, I had been feeling really, really stressed because my whole focus was my work. Everything pretty much was about my work. You know, all day was my work. Most of the evenings were my work. And, you know, whether it was working with somebody as a chiropractor or, you know, listening to someone and, or counseling or, or just being there for them, you know, often the most I do is just listen and I let people talk. And sometimes it's been a really long day and then somebody calls me and it's like, okay, you know, this person needs to talk. So I was finding a very hard time balancing myself because everything was about, and, and I love my work. I really do. I love what I do. You know, I love being the president of the church and, you know, that was such an honor and, and it was so amazing for me to, you know, be asked to step up into that. And it's work and it's dealing with people. And yes, I'm, I'm happy and patient and kind most of the time. But there are times when, you know, it just gets tiring. And so I started doing um, theater, you know, like little community theater. And yes, you know, the rehearsal schedules would, you know, sometimes be very intense and I'd have to schedule stuff around rehearsals and things like that. And I'm memorizing lines. But I found that it allowed me to not be me. It allowed me to step outside of what I was doing and, and the issues I was having. And it allowed me to 
play make-believe. It allowed me to pretend. It allowed me to, to say, hey, you know, I, I don't have to be that responsible person. You know, I can be this wild character. And I would really, really, really recommend it to anybody because we all need to play Let's Pretend. We all need to step away sometimes and to embrace something different. And maybe it's, you know, a little community theater. Maybe it's um, creating a YouTube channel so you can sit and you can, you know, talk about things. Maybe it's singing and I don't care. Don't tell me you can't sing. You know, just most of us either sing in a shower or maybe we sing in the car. You're probably not as bad as you think you are. And, you know, maybe even if it is just sitting at home and singing to yourself, maybe it's, you know, getting involved in, you know, in a little choir, you know, nothing, nothing big, nothing intense. You know, if you go to church, see about joining the church choir, you just blend in with the other voices. But, you know, and there was a time when I thought I couldn't sing. And it turned out that, I mean, you know, ain't no... Yeah, singer losing sleep over me, but I, it turns out that I actually have sort of a pleasant voice. And the more I did it, the more confident I felt. And so the more I sang. So finding something, you know, and when I'm singing, I can just kind of, you know, pretend and picture myself as that singing person. So whatever it is that you want to find, whatever it is that you feel is that opportunity for you to just step out of your life. Okay, Luna, come on, come on, come on, come here. You know, when you own a cat, it's, it's fascinating because cats are amazing teachers when it comes to, um, you know, just indulging. All right, here you go indulging and being, and, and my cat loves being held like this. She really does. It always quiets her down. But, you know, they, they're so in the moment. I mean, dogs can be in the moment too, but dogs have that pack mentality. Dogs, you know, they, they want to be a part of things. Cats, you know, they, they love you. You know, I, I believe that Luna loves me, but she also loves herself very much. And it is her nature to let me know when she needs something. It's her nature to expect why, yes, you are going to pay attention to me or indulge me or whatever it is that, you know, that cats want of you. Because they can be solitary or they can be with you. And the fact that they are very, I really think cats are, you know, really very self-aware. And, you know, for those dog fans, you know, I, I have a dog. I love my dog. I've, I've shown you Sam. You know, you've seen Sam before. Right now he's off. You know, it's, it's kind of later in the evening. And so he's off just, you know, getting his rest. But, you know, Luna, being more nocturnal, you know, she stays outside during the day. And when I get home, that's okay, I want your attention. First, you're going to feed me, and then you're going to sit quietly while I drape myself over you. And, 
You know, she's just content. And her being content kind of makes me content. You know, I mean, if you have ever, you know, been not feeling quite so cool and, you know, you suddenly have a cat climb up on you and just go to sleep or start purring, it's kind of tough not to feel, you know, sort of cool about that. You know, it's, it's kind of tough to stay stressed out when you've got a cat sitting on you purring. And, you know, I, I like to kind of take a clue from her. I, I, I kind of like to use her as my make-believe. It's like, okay, if I were a cat right now, would I be letting this stuff bother me? Nah, probably not. The only thing that I would be concerned about is who's going to feed me? When am I getting fed? Do I get to go outside when I feel like it? And who is going to sit and cuddle me when I feel like I want to be cuddled? So it's, you know, it, it's take a, take a lesson from your pets. Take a look at your pets. Take a look into nature. You know, it's it's not about getting stressed out. It's not about worrying about, you know, what you're going to do and how you're going to appear. The funniest thing that I have, I really have ever seen Luna do, she was trying to jump from the couch to the table. And apparently she misjudged it. And so she slides across the table and falls off. She gets up as if, you know, it's like, that never happened. That never happened. And she just, you know, went on about her business. She didn't sit there. She didn't look at me like, you know, oh my gosh, you saw me fall or whatever. She didn't bother with it. All she did was like, okay, that didn't happen. You know, and just go along looking just as cool and composed as she ever did. And it's funny to watch cats lose their cool. But we all lose our cool sometimes. We all have moments where, you know, we trip on that crack in the sidewalk and do that weird pinwheel thing with our arms and then realize other people can see us. But, you know, it, the trick is not getting so wrapped up in it. It keeps scratching my nose because I get cat hair in it. Um, <laughs> the idea is don't get so wrapped up in what it is that you, the impression you want to give, how you worry about how you look. Don't worry so much how you look. Worry about how you feel. Don't worry about what the outside world is looking at. Worry about what your inside world is, is doing. How are you feeling inside of yourself? I mean, there are people who, you know, just plain don't care. And they go out and they do whatever it is that they want to do. And they, you know, they they do things that you're just like, oh, I would never even think about doing that in public. But they do it. And they're not worried about how they appear or how they look. It's all about how they view themselves. And if they view themselves as being tremendously cool, walking down a busy street, wearing a pajama onesie, okay, you do it. And, you know, there, there's a freedom in being able to just do something or just be. And, you know, why not? Why not? Why not, you know, enjoy a kid's movie? Or why not go into an arcade? And, you know, and, and, you know, go to like the dance, dance revolution type of game and, and, you know, see what you can do on it. 
I mean, yeah, somebody may think you look silly, but if you have fun, who cares? And if that's what you are able to do to, you know, take that little bit of stress out, to take that little bit of stress off, do it. We live in a very stressful world right now. And, you know, things like, you know, the shooting at the synagogue, which, oh my God, you know, it's, it reaches a point where it, it almost feels shallow saying, oh, you know, my, you know, my prayers and thoughts and blessings to them. And once you've said that over and over and over and over again, I mean, yes, my prayers, thoughts and blessings to everyone who was involved. I can't even imagine what that would be like. And I'm so very, very, very sorry for anybody who's connected to that, for your pain and your loss. I really am so sorry. And it reaches that place where, you know, we just, we go from one situation of feeling bad about something to another situation of feeling bad. Take a break from feeling bad. Um, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, played football and you know some people have said you know it was nice to know that you know it's like you know what we're still going to have football we're still going to do our things um there was a letter that back in 2015 there was an attack in paris and it was a terrorist attack and a husband and father you know lost his wife and he wrote a letter to the terrorist and it was titled you know i will not give you my hate or something like that. I posted it on Twitter. So if you go to my Twitter page and, you know, and if you do, you know, feel free to follow. Uh, I posted it. I also posted it on the Facebook and it was a repost and I posted it once years and years ago, you know, back when it happened because it was so beautiful that this person who had experienced this loss said, you know, you are not going to, you know, I am not going to hate you because that's what you want from me. And I am not going to add to this. I will have a good life. And my son will have a good life because you don't get his hate either. And, you know, and it was so powerful. And this morning I decided, no, I need to, I need to bring that back up. Mostly just for me. But it was still a very good, very, very powerful, very important message. That just because we're surrounded by fear and hate and anger and resentment doesn't mean we have to make it a part of us. It doesn't mean that we have to fall into despair just because despairing things happen. Despairing things are always going to happen. But, you know, if you can find those little places of, of peace, of balance, of, of silliness, of lightness, if you can still see that this world is overall a better place than that, it, you know, the sadness isn't all there is to life, to, to, this planet and this world. Sometimes you just decide when you want to do something and how you want to do something and how long you want to get cuddled or how long you don't. But you can decide what you make of your life experiences. So please, please. And if you are going through, if, if these events have triggered you you know, in any way, if, if they've triggered up something, you know, deep inside of you, please get help. Talk to somebody about it. These events are very triggering. These events bring up things in us. 
fears and, and anxieties and, and anger. So if something has, has done that and has, has created that in you, then, you know, don't be afraid to deal with it. Don't hide it. Get help because help is out there. And if you need a hug, get a hug. If you need somebody to tell you that, you know, I'm sorry you're going through what you're going through, I am. And and if I could reach out and hug you, I would. And if you're in the area, if you're if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area and, you know, you come to one of the events like on Sundays over at my church or whatever, then you know, if you come up and say, Hey, you know, I watch you on YouTube and I've come to collect my hug. I'll give you a hug. So get help. Know that there is balance in the world still. No matter what, you know, all of these things that have happened, there are still more good people and more good things in this world than there are bad. You know, light is stronger than shadow. But they're both there in balance. So... Find something that will allow you to get comfort and good luck. And if there's something that particularly comforts you, maybe somebody else could, you know, would appreciate knowing about it. So, you know, tell people, hey, you know what? You know, when, when I need support, here's what I do. And you can post it in the comments if you like. <sighs> so thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing this space and this time. Um, you know, this is doing this channel is really special for me. And I know, you know, sometimes the lighting's off, sometimes, you know, other things are off, but, you know, I, I feel that I'm improving and I feel it's getting better. And, you know, when I can afford better equipment, then I will get better equipment and better lighting and all that. But for now, you know, these, what you get is me, what you get is coming straight from my heart. And when I say my heart to yours, I mean it. And I believe in you. And together we can do this. Together we can do anything. And just remember, we're all in it together. So, thank you for joining me. I will be back next week. If you found value in any part of this, then please hit the like button and you can also subscribe and don't forget to hit the bell because that will create the notifications for whenever anything's coming up. Uh, you can comment, you can share this video. You can, if you want to support it at a bigger level, then uh, in the description is the link to my Patreon account and you can join in there and sponsor me. And you can also follow me on Twitter and you can join my Facebook group, Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen. So have a wonderful week. Thanks for joining me. And as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you. Bye.